Welcome to the weekend warm-up on the Winners Enclosure. As always, I'm joined by Martin Dixon. And Martin, the show rolls on. We've had some cracking racing at the Knaves Mar at York and then Group 1 action at the weekend at Newbury. Yeah, we're going to have to keep coming up for some some breaths, aren't we, I think, over the, the next 48 hours. Uh, it's coming thick and fast at us, but this is what the flat season does to us all. I think it's just busy, isn't it? And some top-class racing coming at us uh, day in, day out at the moment. We'll start off with the Group 1 action on Saturday, and that is, of course, the Lockinge, where we're going to see a short price favourite in the shape of Palace Pier. Uh, it's extremely difficult to find any flaws in him and, in fact, anything to beat him. I guess a main question is, can we see him keeping that unbeaten sort of record? I know he got beaten last year, but this year, 2021, intact. Yeah, I mean, there were excuses, weren't there, in the QE2 last year. That's the only defeat on, on Palace Piers' record so far. So he's, he's raced um, seven times, uh, sorry, eight times in seven times in his career so far. He's won six of his seven starts. The one defeat was the third in the QE2, which at the time looks like a poor run. And by his standards, it, it was a poor run. But he lost his few. He wasn't in the best position of the race, went that day. To me, Emery, he looked pretty much as good as he's ever been uh, when he came back at Sandown. OK, he only had three rivals, but he was completely dominant. His final couple of furlongs was very impressive. Um, and it was the perfect starting point, I think, for his season. We know that he's the best horse in this race, the highest rated horse in this race by a good margin. And it's really difficult to oppose him, to be perfectly honest, Palace Pier. I do think he'll win. Um, if you're looking for a bet in the race, short prices aren't for everybody. People might prefer to have an each-way stab against him just in case it doesn't quite ha happen for whatever reason for Palace Pier. And my Oberon is, is a horse that I do like for William Haggis. I thought he was really impressive in the Earl of Sefton. Um, he's dropping in trip to a mile, but that shouldn't pro be problematic to him the way that he, he travelled through the Earl of Sefton. Um, and... In a strongly run race, I think my Oberon is likely to be very competitive. He's still improving. But in reality, if Palace Pier turns up and, and runs his best race, I don't think anything will be good enough to live with him. I totally agree. Well, before we continue to look at Saturday's action at Newmarket and indeed Newbury, the rest of the card, um, we've got a couple of races to focus on on the final day of York's Dante meeting. And we'll start with the 10 past two which is the Oak Farm Philly Stakes. And it's an intriguing contest because Snow Lantern, who was really impressive winning her maiden at Newbury, then bypassed the Guineas. And here she is again. She's got a fabulous pedigree. It was a good time when she won and she went into a lot of notebooks, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I mean, this is all, all things considered, this is a really good race. Lifted contest yeah. for Phillies over a mile at York. But we've got the top two in the market are going to be Snow Lantern and Love Is You. Now, both of them are impeccably great Phillies. Snow Lantern out of the multiple group one winner, Sky Lantern, uh, and she's by Frankel. Love Is You is also out of the group one winner. Um, so both impeccably bred, both already um, have shown plenty of talent, but I do like the chance of Snow Lantern. She's probably going to be favourite for the race, but I just, both of her starts so far, she's just created a really big impression on me. I thought she shaped extremely well under quite a considerate ride on her debut last year at Ascot. 
Um, she looks a big, powerful filly. I'm looking forward to seeing her on track on, on Friday at York. Um, and again, it was a good, good novice contest that she won uh, at Newbury. I think she beat a couple of highly regarded horses in Derab and Fantastic Fox. Fantastic Fox has come out and won since. There's another winner further down the field, uh, Walls of Carner, that came out and won a novice contest subsequently. And Snow Lantin ultimately was just way too good for a good field at Newbury in a fast time as well. Strong to the line. I think she's a very good filly, Emma, and I think she'll take a lot of beating before going on and making a mark probably at the very top level later on in the season. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Love is You has arguably achieved more having won a listed race at Newbury last year. What did you make of her run in the Nell Gwyn? Obviously, the form of that race has worked out really well with the second subsequently coming out and, and finishing a very good second in the Guineas. Um, I, I thought it was a decent run, but she wasn't really finishing her race, was she? No, I, I would probably... She was a bit keen. Maybe that was just first time out. Yeah, I would be inclined to put it down to, to exactly that. I think she was probably not at 100%. And if we look back at April, Roger Charlton's runners generally were needing a run. His, his reappearance horses have a poor record so far this year. And he started to tick on with winners. Um, and the winners that he's having have, have generally been second time out with a run behind them. So I think with that in mind, we can look at Lovey's use performance in the Nell going quite positively. Seven furlongs on fast ground was probably a little bit sharp for her as well. So going back up to the mile is a de definite positive, I think, at York. And there's a little bit of ease in the ground. It's not soft ground by any means at York, but there's a little bit of juice in it. Um, and it'll be slightly slower than it was at Newmarket. So all of those things are positives, but she's still got a £3 penalty that she's got to give to Snowland, who's a filly that I, I think could be right out of the top, top draw. So I'm siding with Snow Lantern, but it, it wouldn't be sort of a strong betting race for me because there are other horses in this field that I have plenty of respect for. What about the feature race on the card uh, Friday at York? And that is, of course, the Yorkshire Cup. We're going to have a, a fairly short price favourite here in the shape of Sir Ron Priestley, who's two from two this year has a great attitude, really likeable in every way, and didn't do a lot wrong when winning the Jockey Club Stakes last time. We know he stays. He ticks a lot of boxes. It's difficult to find any holes in him, really, isn't it? He's having a fine season. He's come back. He missed last year. Um, he ran a massive race in the St. Ledger as a three-year-old, finishing second in the Ledger. He's come back probably better than he even was in his three-year-old season, really. He's been dominant for both of his wins. He's done it very easily against some good opposition. Um, I'm struggling to to find him 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 getting beaten the only slight concern might be if the ground got got very testing but i don't think that's likely to happen anyway i think it just will be good ground um with a little bit of cut in it at york on on friday nothing worse than that and if those are the conditions um i think send ruxer on policely can make it three out of three for the season and what do you see as the sort of main challenger to him santiago was obviously forced on his reappearance at navin but was last year's St Ledger fourth. Nayef Road, his stable mate, Sir Ron Priestley's stable mate, was third of six behind Stradivarius on his reappearance. Do either of those make, make any appeal to you? I mean, Nayef Road is a proven high-class stayer, isn't he? Um, yeah. I just wonder whether the Yorkshire Cup may be a little bit on the short side for him. He's, he's been runner-up in last year's Gold Cup at Ascot. 
Um, his best form has come at two miles and further, hasn't it? And I, I wonder if he might just be vulnerable from that point of view, Nayef Road. I think Santiago will be the main threat to, to Sir Ron Priestley. He's got to run under his belt. He's only a four-year-old that could yet improve over this sort of distance this season. But I do feel that he's going to have to improve a little bit to get on terms with uh, with Sir Ron Priestley, even in receipt of pound uh, that, that he's in receipt of because of Sir Ron's penalty. Mm. OK, well, we'll, uh, we'll fast forward now to Saturday at Newbury and there's an interesting race of 2.25, the Ast what is known as formerly the Aston Park Stakes. Um, short price favourite I think we're going to have in the shape of Al Arsi, who was very impressive, wasn't he? A four and a half length winner um, of the Dubai Duty Free Surprise Stakes. That was over a mile and a half and everyone kind of thought, wow, he travelled well and quick and like a very good horse. He, he did, and I think um, William Haggis has always spoken very highly of Alarcy, hasn't he? And he kind of showed us exactly why with that, that really dominant performance at, at, at the course on his comeback run. So we know that he's fit and well. He's got a run behind him this season. That run was a career best. It came at the track um, over the same distance. So everything is right for another big effort from Alarcy. But he is priced up, as we're speaking on Thursday, as about an even money shot to mm. beat logician and try to give logician three pounds and ultimately emma i think there are doubts there about logician because the last time that we saw him was in the cumberland lodge he finished last of four at one to three he was a flat out disappointment and we don't know whether he retains all of his ability but the market is well and truly factoring that in and i think at two to one i would chance logician still being the really top-notch boss that he was in his three-year-old season when he won the St. Ledger. They've persevered with him. Um, I think that in itself is pretty interesting. He's obviously with an absolutely exceptional trainer in John Gosden, who yeah. certainly wouldn't put it past him to have the horse back to his three-year-old levels. And if he's back to where he was as a three-year-old, he, in my opinion, will be Alassie uh, in receipt of weight. So at the prices that they are at the current time, I would chance uh, Logician to turn over Alassie. Okay, the 10 past four at Newbury is an intriguing race. It's a Phillies trial stakes. Six of the nine runners are one from one. Um, so we've got a whole host of horses here that really could be anything. Very competitive, but I quite like the chances of Sea Empress as just one of those with, <laughs> with an unbeaten record um, to, to try and keep intact. Beat Tiona, who actually didn't run too badly at all in the Misadora yesterday. Um, that was at Newcastle on her sole start. What was your take on this race, other than being quite tricky? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it potentially could be the best Oaks trial that we've had. Yeah. Not impossible, is it? We're all thinking no. that the Misadora might provide that. But you look at this field and they are really... Um, you know, pretty much every one of them could develop into a top-class filly. Um, sea Empress is certainly one of them that could. Um, Ashari, the Godolphin filly, she looked very good when she won on her debut last season. But for me, she's just too keen for a mile and a quarter at the moment. And uh, mm. she'll need to settle a lot better. So I was with Twisted Reality for Ray Beckett and Asheen Murphy. Now, this filly is one of those that is one from one in her career so far. And she just made a really deep impression on me when she came from last to first to win um, at Nottingham. 
on soft ground at the back end of her two-year-old season. Nottingham, and she was still way too good for them to just come from right in the back. It was sort of reminiscent of, of a golden horn when he won his novice contest at, uh, at Nottingham a few years ago before obviously developing into a top-class uh, colt in his three-year-old season. There wasn't the same sort of depth, I suppose, to that Phillies race, but it was just really impressive how she managed to overcome the run of the race. So twi twisted reality uh, for me to improve plenty and uh, maybe turn it turn over a couple of the hot pots in that 410 at Newbury on Saturday. Yeah, it's interesting. I think at least three of them that are one from one actually won their maidens at Newbury. But no, an intriguing race nonetheless. OK, we'll switch our attention now to one of the highlights of the card at Newmarket on Saturday. They're 240, the King Charles II stakes. And Belosa blew everybody away, um, winning winning this one's maiden at the Craven meeting was very well backed, was a seven length winner, made practically all, and they've turned down a lot of money subsequently. Kept it and and here it is. How wowed were you by that performance? Ah, oh, she was very, very good, wasn't she? I mean you know, the the market spoke favourably for her beforehand. If you were part of that gamble, you were sat there collecting your money after about two bones, <laughs> I think she yeah. and she just you will not see a more one-sided race all year than, than that. She was just completely out on her own for pretty much all of the race. And, and the time was pretty quick as well. So it's credit to her that she managed to do to do that on her own steam. It was over the course and distance. Uh, I think conditions are going to be fairly similar. There might be a little bit more ease in the ground. But, uh, you know, it's the same course and distance. Loads and loads of positives. I guess... The form has taken a few hits since the runner-up Vero Eagle has been well beaten um, in another novice contest and a few of those down the field have not done much for the form. So that you could say that she's certainly up in class and again, better horses. She's going to be favourite. She may well win. For me, at the sort of price that she's likely to be, I'd rather take her on um, with one of the higher achieving horses. And fundamental was the way, the way I was going in this race for uh, John Gosden. Martin Harley takes the ride. I thought he ran really well in the Greenham. The Greenham, a good race, tr Guinea's trial. He finished fifth. Frankie dropped his stick um, about a furlong out. That didn't help his chance and his finishing effort. And he's just a good horse. This he's he's won two races already in his career from um, from five starts. He's got some quality form, and it may be good enough to um, to see off. I guess the potential uh, and undoubted potential of Belosa. And at the prices that they're likely to be, I'd, I would rather back uh, Fundamental. He's going to have to be quite good. You know, Fundamental has a mark of a hundred. Cloudbridge has a mark of a hundred and three. You know, at the end of the day, it was a, sorry, she, it was a Phillies maiden that she won, albeit very impressively. You know, this is a different kettle of fish. I thought Cloudbridge was quite interesting. Um, first run this year, disappointing favourite in the Acom Stakes last year, but then put that behind her and was a good nose second in the Sarenia Stakes um, on this one's final start. So I, I thought a, a tricky race, well worth watching, a race of interest and a race that uh, could be full of promise. Martin, many thanks. Enjoy the next few days and we will reflect back on it on Monday.